0: Welcome to the Norton Cancer Institute HopeCast, a chance for those affected by cancer to speak their story, to hear their thoughts, their struggles, what makes them happy, and at the end of the day, what helped them get through it.
1: April is National Minority Cancer Awareness Month. Cancer disparities occur when there are differences in the occurrence, frequency, death, and burden of cancer that exists among specific population groups, including racial and ethnic minority groups. We're going to be talking about health equity for the next three episodes. We believe here at the Norton Cancer Institute that healthcare is a right for everyone. So these aren't just hopes, these are our goals. And part of Norton Healthcare includes the Institute for Health Equity. These goals are investing in access to primary care for everyone, providing health prevention and wellness outreach and resources, offering support for chronic diseases, expanding mental health and substance abuse resources, advocating for affordable health care, empowering individuals to make healthy decisions, and engaging with our community and faith partners to ensure that health care is a right for everyone
2: i am cindy benedict the director of equity inclusion and belonging here at norton healthcare cancer is so vicious we need to make sure that we are giving the information in an appropriate way to the audience that really needs to understand it preventative care right so we're talking mammograms and psas and colonoscopies like all these things that could really help folks uh, from a preventative standpoint that we really need to grind into our patients to help them understand how important it is, right? How do we just ensure that if you miss your appointment, what are we doing as an organization to reschedule that for you? Because we know how important it is for you to have these preventative screenings and testings. So it's like a, a give take. And so we have to just understand that everyone doesn't fully understand healthcare. And so EIB is trying to make sure that our employees understand the benefit of working in Norton Healthcare, right? Not just from an equitable, inclusive, and belonging standpoint, but just all the amazing amenities that they have by working at at this organization. And how can they go out and tell others about all the things that we have going on here at Norton Healthcare?
0: My name is Jasmine Moore, and I'm the program manager here at Norton Healthcare, so I do trainings throughout the organization on our focus areas, which is psychological safety, intersectionality, and diversity of thought, and I also help lead the efforts of all of our employee resource groups. Equity, inclusion, and belonging is essential to our mission, vision, and values at Norton Healthcare. It lets us develop better ideas through diversity of thought, respond to the needs of our patients, and ensure that our staff can work at their maximum potential. We are striving to create an environment where our staff can bring their whole selves to work regardless of their race, color, religion, creed, gender, disability, sexual orientation. We are committed to creating an environment where everyone is included and positioned to contribute to our future success. Fostering a passion by caring and respecting every person will help us achieve our goals. In an increasingly competitive market, we can only succeed when we attract and retain the best talent and when our employees reflect the diversity of our community. When we see people as our family, it should take away the stigma that might come from whatever their sexual orientation may be or their race and i really consider that this is an individual who is in need of the care that we have and so when i look at it as my mom or my dad my sister my brother or whomever that i love so much and i want them to get the best care possible anything that might be a bias of mine will go out the door and I'm truly going to live up to the mission, vision, and values that we
3: uh, operate under here at Norton Healthcare. I am Yolanda Hildenbrand. I am one of the social workers of Norton Cancer Institute. I've been here for about 15 years. This month means a lot to me because of me being an African-American social worker here at Norton Healthcare. I have several family members that still live in the West End and several mem- family members scattered throughout Louisville that don't go to the doctor. They're afraid to go to the doctor. They're not very trusting as African-Americans to any other racial provider. I think it's important what Norton's is doing right now by going out into these communities and focusing on the health disparities, talking to the residents about what can be done to a system, trying to build trust in the neighborhoods, and just getting information out there. Because a lot of the residents in the communities do not stray far from where they live. Growing up, I did live over off 34th Street, and we had what was called Park Duval Health Center. If it hadn't been for Park Duval Health Center, I wouldn't have gone to... doctor. There were times that I was super sick and just getting down to Kosair here from 34th Street it was a struggle. Norton stepping up and and all the great things that they are attempting to do, going to do, have started to do. For the community downtown is a wonderful thing. I also think that in order for these things to be successful, you have to put people out in the community talking about how Norton's is going to help that look like the community. So Norton's is really big on that. I know they're out there doing that. Again, I'm super excited about it because it's important that everyone that can have health care has health care. Preventative screenings, mammograms, colonoscopies, lung cancer screening. These are all important things. And these are things that i've also done they're a bit scary but they save lives so again norton's is out there we're trying to do what we can to make sure that everyone has the same benefits that everyone stays as healthy as possible and know that the resources are there to assist them i'm happy to be here as a key member of norton cancer institute's psychosocial provider team it's extremely important to take care of patients mentally as well as physically. I think Norton Cancer Institute does a great job of doing both, and it's a really important component for the community.
1: Part of the Institute for Health Equity's dedication to addressing health needs in our community's underserved areas is designating community medical directors to provide direct outreach and participate in neighborhood educational health programs. Earlier this month, the Institute for Health Equity, a part of Norton Healthcare, and the Norton Cancer Institute held a presentation on lung cancer disparities in our community. The event featured discussions on assessing inequities in the screening and treatment of lung cancers, defining possible root causes, and improving equity in lung cancer care. Here's Dr. Kelly McCants is the executive director of the Institute for Health Equity, who's also medical director of the Norton Heart and Vascular Institute for Advanced Heart Failure and Recovery Program, who hosted this community event. Dr. McCance is not the only person that
4: should be involved and engaged in equity. This is a local problem. This is a health care problem. This is a problem for the United States. The cancer docs will actually talk to you about how cancer, just like other chronic diseases, in Louisville and in vulnerable communities are at the heart of all disparities. So this is a quote from Dr. Martin Luther King back in the 60s, so the language may be a little bit uncomfortable, but I think it sets the stage for what we're dealing with. It says, it is argued that the Negro is criminal. He has the highest crime rate in any city. And these arguments go on and on and on. The individuals who set forth these arguments never go on to say that there are lagging standards in the community, which is really what we're talking about. They never go on to say that the criminal response is environmental and not racial. See, when we think about health equity, when we think about equity overall, when we start thinking about underserved populations, we always couch it in the background of race. But if you look at this quote, it clearly tells you that poverty, ignorance, social isolation, and economic deprivation is at the heart of health inequity and healthcare experience. If you look at the best way to improve someone's health care is to improve their living standards, and housing is at the key, and that's unacceptable. Your zip code should not be the determinant of how well you do. Your environment should not be the determinant of how well you do. It should be your health care. So imagine if you have to take two buses to come to a physician's office and you get registered as a no-show because you're 20 minutes late. And of course, as Dr. King said, crime follows all of these disparities.
1: Thinking again about the goals for the Institute for Health Equity, Investing in access to primary care for everyone and providing health prevention and wellness outreach and resources is paramount. The Village at West Jefferson is the Institute's main office. It's in the Russell neighborhood of Louisville, Kentucky. It houses a community meeting space, a telehealth consultation room for mental health providers, and access to prevention and wellness resources. Here's Dr. McCants again. We want to be present because
4: we want to be part of the community. So if you haven't uh, gone down to our Institute 112 in Jefferson, uh, it is truly awesome. Um, we have a nice community or convening space. Uh, you can't see it here, but there's a nice fireplace and waterfall. We want people to be comfortable when they come in our space. Because we're going to talk about uncomfortable issues. This is a brainchild of Jane Ferguson, uh, who is an awesome person, visionary, pastor, pathologist. Uh, and her church donated space to where we are. So this is a 40,000 square foot location. But the most important part is that we circle that social determinants of health in. And so there's banking services there. There's a Head Start program, educational services, Louisville Housing Authority is there, uh, a black business incubator, and of course, healthcare, care. Right? And so um, that's the whole purpose for what we're doing at Mobile
1: Village and the Village of West Jefferson. A new opportunity campus is on the way too. Um, over
4: a $100 billion investment uh, into the West End in the form of an opportunity campus, the partnership with Luleeville. And uh, we're excited about it. In this hospital, there'll be inpatient beds, there'll be an emergency department, specialty services like cardiology, cancer, neurology, endocrinology, imaging services, outpatient procedures, adult and pediatric care. So a full service hospital in the West
1: Here's Dr. Adam Lye, medical oncologist for the Norton Cancer Institute, and Dr. Rosemary Cerrone, thoracic surgeon who also spoke at the lung cancer disparities in Greater Louisville presentation as a part of this health equity community champion event. So the treatment
5: advances that we've made are making a huge difference in our patient population. So you look at five-year survival. So you know, 20 years, 25 years ago, the five-year survival for lung cancer was about three percent. Okay. Now this study, we're up to 22.9 percent some patients with certain um, markers as high as 30%. I'd say now, if we had updated data, we're probably at least at 25%. So one out of four patients with lung cancer is gonna be alive in five years. So this trial led in 2013 to the USPSTF recommending lung cancer screening similar to mammogram, colonoscopy, et cetera. So uh, we're still struggling with some providers even knowing that this exists. Smoking cessation needs to be encouraged, so just because you're having screening performed does not give you an excuse to keep smoking, and chest x-rays should no longer be used. They're they're vastly inferior. In March of 2021, we updated the uh, lung cancer screening criteria. We dropped the age from 55 to 50. We dropped the pack year from 30 to 20. Uh, We had no change in the the time that they quit. When we expanded this criteria, that that almost doubled the total amount of eligible patients. But in this population of patients, there was a significant increase. So over double the amount of eligible patients. So we have more eligible, but that did nothing for the access. We still have the same barriers that we had before. So black individuals have a significantly greater reduction in lung cancer specific and all-cause mortality after screening with low-dose CT or lung cancer screening. So it is essential that we screen high-risk black individuals in particular uh, because this is a life-saving exam. So looking at the community health needs assessment data, uh, as Dr. McCants discussed, 23% 23% of respondents in this survey, again, this is a survey that Norton did for our own community. 23% can't afford it. That's why they put off health care. 18% access. They, can't, they, they don't have access in their community. 17% reported difficulty finding a provider. That's due to work commitments, they can't take time off work, they couldn't get transportation, or again, financial barriers. 34%, again, economic issues, affordability, insurance, financial concerns. Actually, seven of the top 10 barriers to health care were financial concerns, seven of the top 10. 23% have sometimes or often put off health care because they could not afford it. So is that a big deal for lung cancer screening? That's a huge deal. These patients, were missing them, and they're, they're moving into the stage three, stage four uh, before they come in. Uh, 75% have issues with healthcare literacy and navigation. Many discuss strengthening partnerships with the healthcare system, schools, churches, other community programs. Nearly half identified trust in the healthcare system as a barrier. So Dr. McCann said that's an early, or that's a new uh, barrier that's been identified. Um, so uh, 31% stated being able to trust the provider was one of the most important. So, when you look at this, you really have some upstream actions, you got some downstream actions, and then you got some cancer related outcomes. So, you have your community, you have your society, you have your environment. All these things are influencing our patients and our neighbors. You have their individual factors. So, you know, in this case, smoking, or or what are they exposed to? Uh, What family history do they have? And then once they hopefully come into the healthcare system. How can we reduce risk? You know, healthy activities, have healthy uh, lifestyle choices? Can we improve screening? Can we offer them the best diagnosis and cutting-edge treatment? Once they're through treatment, how can we help them with survivorship? And then if they need end-of-life care, can we make sure we're providing that at the highest level? So here are some potential barriers. Uh, I think we need to increase access to doctors and specialists. We need to bring cancer screening into the local community because of all the barriers we just discussed. We need to reduce the physical and financial barrier, including out-of-pocket costs. We need to increase information and awareness through clear communication. This stuff is complex. So it really takes sitting down with the patient and having a team to discuss this with them. We need to improve adherence to the lung cancer screening recommendations that I went over. That's a really big deal for uh, lung cancer in in Kentucky. We need to continue to engage primary care docs and and support the referring primary care providers. So how do we make this easier for them and their patients? We need to discuss cultural beliefs about seeking healthcare. We need to dismantle the psychological and social barriers that prevent it. That prevent attendance at screening. Maybe some of them are embarrassed that they still smoke. We need to provide advocates or navigators to guide these patients through complex cancer treatments. We need to give information on ways to reduce cancer risk, including healthy skills and behavior for children and adults, including diet and exercise, including sports.
0: I mean, big picture-wise, we have a lot of work to do, but um, I wanna say that preventing lung cancer is easier than curing it, and then survival is is better if the cancer is diagnosed early in an asymptomatic patient. So this goes back to our screening and just educating the community about screening, 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 um, and then treating with surgical resection if warranted. Um, and so but how we can break down all those other barriers about what's happening this is obviously the first step um, and so thank you for your attention understanding that this is a problem particularly in greater louisville and 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 we really want to help so thanks
1: we're going to continue discussing health equity over the next two episodes tune in
0: thank you for listening to the norton cancer institute Hopecast, casting hope out into our community